Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo, yo, what's happening? Hour number three of our radio program. That's right. Zach Gelb show. CBS Sports Radio. Is this right? Hold on. I was just about to toss it to a news brief. Like, you consider Ryan Dunleavy a, a really good journalist? Uh, Hickey, right, for the New York Post. Yeah, he does a really good job covering the NFL. I remember when he used to be on the Rutgers beat. So if he's quote-tweeting something from Dove Kleiman, you would think that it's it's pretty accurate, correct, Amundo? You would hope and you would think. Did you see the latest thing that is out there? Uh, I guess not. Now, I don't know if this is a parody from the whole Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey thing. Where everyone's now like quietly hanging out. Remember the wording in that report? But on Dove Kleiman's Twitter report, have you looked at it yet? Please don't look at it. If, have you already seen it? No, I have not. Who do you think Kim Kardashian is now hanging out with, according to People Magazine? Is it in the sports world or no? It is in the sports world. Um, hmm. I'll tell you this. I'll give you a hint. Current NFL player. If you want to call him that, but a current NFL player. Um, what was that last part for? If you want to call him that. Ah, just not always healthy. Not always healthy. Not always healthy. We have talked about him a lot. Current NFL player. In the last 10 years. In the last 10 years, good player can't stay healthy. Are you just repeating everything I say now? I'm trying to buy time. You need more um, hints here? Yes. What, offense or defense? Offense. Used to be an Which offensive makes star. Sense. So I'm thinking... Res- if we interviewed Kim K, we'd have to ask if he liked one certain fetish that he's been accused of before. Is it Oda Beckham Jr.? Yep. I that knew would that. make sense. You remember the little uh, number two fetish that he made? Have Odell Beckham. Jr. Also, celebrity kind of loves the fame maybe more than the game. Kim that Kardashian and Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham are hanging out, according to people. An insider tells people that Kim Kardashian, the NFL wide receiver, are getting to know one another. From the report, the insider confirms that the Kardashian star and the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver are hanging out. Multiple sources also add that the 30 year old NFL pro and his longtime model girlfriend, Lauren Wood, have officially split. So there you go on, on that front. Now, oh, yeah, that's right. She was pregnant for the Super Bowl. How much do we really buy that? Like, it's not inconceivable that Odell Beckham Jr. and Kim Kardashian are, are hanging out. But remember at the uh, Michael Rubin whiteout party, there was all these insider reports that, oh, 
Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian were a little touchy at that party. And the next thing you know, Tom Brady's dating some uh, some other model. And who even knows if him and, and Kim Kardashian were, were ever actually a thing. So I don't know how much to believe this one. It is coming from People Magazine, though. I will say there's a difference between, oh, they were seen like at a party talking and maybe being too close versus a report of, oh, they've been hanging out. Um, I would put stock into this. That yeah. screams OBJ. Here's the thing, though. And really Kim K, too. I love Kim Kardashian. I don't think I could date Kim Kardashian for one reason. If, if I was Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Odell is never afraid to throw himself into to some crazy situations with some crazy drama. There's no doubt about that. But do you really want the inevitable wrath of, of Kanye West, Kim Kardashian's ex-husband? That, to me, I think it, it's tough. Because Kanye, remember, right, when Pete David, whatever happened to Pete Davidson and Kim K? When did they split? You knew that was inevitable. They were going to split. But remember the stuff that Kanye West was, was posting about, uh, about Pete Davidson. So I don't know if, like, I know you're a star in Odell. I don't know if you want to deal with the inevitable freakout by Kanye West if you are seeing Kim Kardashian. You never want to be the guy replacing Tom Brady, <laughs> the guy replacing Nick Saban in Alabama. Well, we don't know if, if we don't know if uh, Odell is replacing Brady here in the Kim Kardashian situation. I well, don't I'm think that's how you this. meant it. You never want to be the guy replacing the guy. You want to be the guy replacing the guy who replaced the guy. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson was the guy who replaced the guy, right? He replaced Kanye West. He now was, was the pretty first, quick. first person. That we know of. Now, if you're OBJ following it in um, Pete Davidson and maybe someone else's footsteps, you're Probably a clear. few others, I would imagine. You're probably in the clear for the most part with Kanye. So, <sighs> I think you should be fine. What do you got to worry about? I don't think you could handicap Kanye West here. Well, true. <laughs> if you're trying to predict what mood Kanye West is going to wake up in, Especially with your track record, Hickey. You could be my guest. I will not make that I'll mistake. say it seems Kanye's a little tied up at the moment. So maybe his, his focus is elsewhere. Like and that's I prevented him before. Odell, you don't got to worry about, you know, over, you know, looking over your shoulder every two seconds of if, you know, Kanye's going to beat you up or something. Uh, or I, don't, I don't think it's a, it, it's being afraid that Kanye's going to beat you up. I think it's just whatever he's going to post about you is going to be a bunch of uh, bull junk, as Deion Sanders would say. And for a lot of stuff he's posted in the past, I think he's lost himself a lot of credibility. Oh, he has no credibility so right now. So, whatever he posts, I'm not sure how many people are going to believe in the first place. Like, put it this way, my friends and I, we were talking, and we used to go to a bunch of Kanye West shows. It's like, even if you wanted to go to a Kanye West show now, how could you actually believe that he's going to go on with the show before lecturing everyone and then running off the stage and and not actually performing and, and playing some music for you, too? Anyway, uh, that's the latest on the Nookie front when it comes with uh, Kim Kardashian and who she could be hanging out with with all the gossip blogs. Ankle injury. You hope the, you know, the Kardashian curse has not already started for OBJ here. Well, let's see this. Are the Ravens home this weekend? That's the big question. They are. They are against Colts. the Colts. Listen, distracted OBJ is good for me. Young corners, their assignment got a little easier. You, you think the Colts are winning this game? No. Okay. I do not. Well, I'm just saying. Actually, that would actually be pretty fun. You got Kim Kardashian on the sidelines in Baltimore this weekend. That would be good. I, I think that would make it would make me want to watch that game. You know who we need announcing that game? I don't know who's announcing the game. 
I'm assuming it's not this great announcing team, but Jim Nance is doing the Patriot Jet game, but that was probably scheduled before the start of the season when you thought is Aaron Rodgers really? was going to be there. Yeah, that uh, makes the, sense. The A crew for, for Jets Patriots no week audibles, three. Huh? Um, if Ian Eagle isn't, uh, he's on assignment, but I don't know where he is. I would love Ian Eagle to be doing the Ravens game this weekend with all the references he was throwing about uh, Taylor Swift and, and uh, Travis Kelsey. Imagine if he starts doing some Odell and, and Kim Kardashian references. That would be fun, be very enjoyable. Let's get Ian Eagle. Let's get the bird to land in Baltimore this weekend for Colts and Ravens. I thought you were going to say Brent Musburger. <laughs> and that, kids, is why you play wide receiver. They can <laughs> Kim K on the sidelines. Okay, if you have sons right now, tell them play wide receiver. <laughs> That's why you're the quarterback at Alabama. Alabama. All righty, news brief time. Let's go. For your daily news brief, we get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Kevin Stefanski, he says the entire offense was bad last night on Monday Night Football. We just didn't play well as an offense. Obviously, I have to look at it. Um, there were some throws uh, I'm sure he wants back. Um, there's some play calls I want back. Um, so, it's uh, it, you're really just not good enough as a team. So someone who's a liar, Deshaun Watson, we all saw the video. He made contact with the refs. Before we play the audio, I do think the situation is a little overblown. Like, you got to know as a quarterback, you can't make contact with the ref, but I don't think it was in a malicious way. There was a lot of back and forth going on, and the ref and him had an exchange, and he was trying to shed the ref off of him. I'm not excusing Deshaun Watson, but when I watched that, it wasn't as if I was like, oh my goodness gracious, this is the craziest thing that I've ever seen. You know what I don't like? People always say, don't have the refs decide the game, whether it's a bad penalty and they inject themselves. People last night on Twitter, and I get it's Twitter, wanted Deshaun Watson ejected for shoving the ref. Yeah. But at the same time, like, oh, the referees don't, you know, please let the players decide the outcome of the game. If you eject Deshaun Watson from the game, I know they lost eventually, they're losing right there. Can't have it both ways. But we could both agree, even though we're in the same line of thinking, we could also both agree that he did make contact with the ref. Oh, no, he did. Was it egregious enough to get thrown out? No. Should he have got a flag? Probably. But but he made contact with the ref, correct? It is clear, to use a phrase you love from the TV refs, it was clear and obvious. You watch the film, yeah. you watch the game, his hands were on the referee. Well, habitual liar Deshaun Watson says he never made contact with the ref. No, the man, the ref was having a conversation. Okay. There was no contact with the ref. No, we were having a conversation. The whole thing on the sideline was, and I'm not going to get into it. You know, we spoke about it, man, that coach for the, the Steelers. So we're, we're on good terms. I'm, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. But, yeah, we wasn't, there was no contact with the ref. Yeah, me and him were talking about the stiff form, and he was just getting me on the way, and I was just letting him know what was going on. Hickey, let's just put it this way. Let's say I just called you stupid. Right, I get on the radio and go, Ryan Hickey is a stupid human being. Then a reporter goes, hey, Zach, wh- why'd you call Ryan stupid? I never called Ryan stupid. I would never call Ryan stupid. I think Ryan is intelligent. I never called him stupid. It's like we all see the video. I don't think he should have been ejected, but you made contact with the ref. And he's like, oh, I didn't make any contact with the ref. He's so unlikable for many reasons to Sean Watson. But this dude just loves to lie. Let's go to uh, Mike Tomlin. He responds to fans chanting, fire his offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. Man, we don't run from challenges. We run to challenges. This is a sport entertainment business. It is our job to win and thus entertain them. And so, you know, we don't begrudge them for that. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. 
It is our job. We should play a game here. I used to do this with Belichick. Whenever we would play audio and you'd have no clue if they won or lost and we would try to guess it. Maybe we should start doing that with Mike Tomlin. Like that one was obvious, but I do feel like even in wins, it sometimes sounds like the same Mike Tomlin as we just heard that annoyed with a loss. They did win, though. That's the funny part. Oh, yeah, true. You're right. Like, that's a, like you hear his tone. You say, oh, they lost the game. Yeah, they you're right. They won the game. Now, this offense was bad, and deservingly so. You can feel that way about how ugly it was, but they won. Yeah. As Hermed would say, they won the game. He just mind bleeped me there, where we just talked about it last hour, how the Steelers won the game. But doesn't it sound like he lost right there? And the crowd for 95% of the game would, would have told you they lost the game. And they're not. The well, hold on. The crowd's not wrong. The no, offense oh, no, stunk. No, right, no. They're in the right. They're yeah. in the right. But that's how ugly of an offensive game was and how impossible it is to win when your offense is that bad. And they managed, I guess, I guess credit to them that they managed to win the game. But coming up tomorrow, coming up later on the Zach Gelb show. I'm cutting the promo for you now, right, uh, right now, Hickey. Is Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick ever happy? Find out. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. If Coach Prime is the best motivational speaker in college football, isn't Mike Tomlin the best quote of motivational speaker in the NFL? I love the one-liners that Mike Tomlin has. He, mo- yes, motivational, yes. I, was gonna, I do love Bill Belichick and his one-liners. The, the Literally the one word he says, but Long Tomlin's snapper. number one. Long snapper. Long snapper. Long snapper. Let's go to T.J. Watt on why he isn't worried about setting the Steelers' all-time sack record. I don't know. Like I said, there's so much ball left to play for me that uh, I'm not going to think about anything like that until I'm I'm done playing. I'm just trying to make as many plays as possible, win as many games, and um, try to be a positive contributor for this team. I would imagine there's a newspaper writer there for that response that is just throwing things in the in the press room. You have T.J. Watt an historic franchise set the all-time Steelers sack record. And then the next thing you know, you're trying to get this big quote, whether it's for TV or, or for it's an article about what it means to you. And he basically just said, it means nothing to me. We'll, we'll do reflections at the end of the career. Classic Watt response right there. Fellow family. Let's go to Derek Carr. Saints win, but the offense didn't look great. He says there is plenty of room for improvement. There's so much that we have to clean up, but it so, feels so good to clean it up when you win. You know, like I said outside, like we're 2-0, and and I don't think that we've played at the level that we're all expecting to play at yet, but we're going to keep striving. We're going to keep working um, and make those corrections, but it feels good to do it with a win for sure. So they won two games. You got to give him credit. He's made two big throws in two games. I don't know, though. I just don't see it with the Saints this year. I will hitch my wagon to the Falcons, who I picked before the year. And even before I go to the Saints, Hickey, I would go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers are definitely last in that division. Yes, they are definitely by right now the pinata. But you're right. Like the Saints, even though they're 2-0, out of those three teams, give you by far the least amount of optimism. Let's go to Brian Dayball. Even though Adam Schefter is saying that Saquon Barkley is going to be out for three weeks, Brian Dayball is saying he's not ruling out Saquon Barkley for Thursday night football up against the Niners. I'm not saying that he's out yet. He's he's a quick healer. Um, I'm not saying he's in, he's out. We're going to take it all the way up with him uh, to, to Thursday, but he feels a lot better today. Um, I just I just talked to him, so we'll see we'll see where we're at. You think he's playing Thursday? I'd be shocked. No chance. No chance. Maybe it's closer than what we thought, and it's not going to be three weeks, but I don't see how he's playing on, on Thursday night. Let's go to Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. He says Colorado State's defensive back, Henry Blackburn, uh, who was the player that put the dirty hit 
on um, on Travis Hunter doesn't deserve to receive death threats for his hit on Travis Hunter, which is the truest thing ever. But I love the way that Deion Sanders handled this. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life. A guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win, someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not, but that kid was just playing the best of his ability and he made a mistake. So I forgive him, see you, um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis is, he's forgiven him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that. It's so crazy that that's the world that we live in now. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a dirty hit. But we've seen a lot worse hits on a football field that were dirty or not justifying the hit. And for someone to send death threats to this kid and his family, it's like, I know probably... 95% of the people doing it are trolling, but like, how dumb do you have to be? It's just one of those situations where you wonder, I know it's sports and we, we all are passionate about it, but like, how dumb are you? Like, do you have a life outside of sports? If you're sending a player, a kid, death threats because you didn't like a hit that he put on in a game. Just dumb. That, the Alexander Madison disgusting messages yeah, he got. Like, they're just, it's a fortune reminder. There's a lot of sick people out there. A lot of sick people that have no regard for human life. And Did it's you see, I, I don't know all the details of it, but you see a Patriot fan died at the Patriot game this weekend because a Dolphin fan beat him up? Yes, I did see that. I saw it from one account. I was hoping it was false. I guess not. Um, it's but crazy. Hopefully, he's, if that's true, charge a murder and throw him, lock him up. Very sad. Travis Hunter, last one, and then we'll get to Jared Verse on the other side for the Florida State football team, says he has no hard feelings toward Henry Blackburn, this court, uh, courtesy of Bleacher Report. It's football done at the end of the day. Stuff like that's going to happen. So I just stay humble. I mean, hey, he did what he was supposed to do. It's football. Something bad's going to happen on the field sooner or later. We just got to get up and fight again. That's what I try to do, get up and fight. Good thing the doctors stopped me because if there was no doctors there, I would have still been out there playing. But I'm thankful for everybody that helped me that day. And yeah, we're going to be a speedy recovery. That's also the craziest part. The player who was affected by it, and then the coach who was affected by it, they're, they're the ones that have to say, guys, stop what you're doing. It's football. It happens. Even though it was a dirty play. But then you have idiots that are like, oh, let's send Henry Blackburn death threats. And, like, if you want to suspend him, okay, that's fine. But this idea that I see from people that he should, like, lose his scholarship and be expelled from the university. What the heck are we doing? Sometimes people just don't get it. And they do very stupid things. Great story. Florida State defensive lineman projected top five pick in the draft. Jared Verse will join us next before his big game against Clemson. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. We continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We'll go out to the guest line right now and welcome in one of the better defensive players in the country, part of the undefeated fourth-ranked Florida State Seminoles. Big matchup this weekend up against Clemson, and that is Jared Verse here with us on the Zach Gelb Show. Jared, appreciate the time as always. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk about your great story in just a second. But first, I got to talk about the toughness of your quarterback, Jordan Travis. We all know he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. But last weekend, getting hurt coming back to the game and playing the way that he did to secure a victory. Just what really impressed you about Jordan? That's that dog mentality. That's something he's always had. You know, he's always been overlooked and everything like that. So when he has the opportunity, even when he's hurt, when he's down, he's still going to come and give everything he has for the team, for us, for the offense to get everybody going. That's something that when me, as even a defensive player, where his impact is something like, it doesn't directly affect me. I'm not the one catching his touchdowns. I'm not the one throwing the ball or catching, grabbing his handoffs. But you still see that, you're like, right, I got to work better for that guy because he's going to give everything he has. How do you kind of describe his leadership skills, right? You're the leader on the defensive side of the ball. He's the leader on the offensive side of the ball. What do you kind of take from him to make you a better leader on the football team? Definitely his poise. He never gets too high. He never gets too low. You know, after a touchdown, you don't see him going crazy, like all like hyped up or anything like that. He like he just like real calm. He's like, all right, we got to get something next. That's something I try to take away. Like we have a bad snap as a defensive unit. If some they have a, the offense has a big play against us, I'm like, all right, like that just happened. Let's move on from it. We're not going to think about it right now. We'll think about that later. Right now, we got to handle this next play. What do you take from the BC game? I think a lot of people, including myself, thought that was going to be a lopsided uh, game where you guys were going to blow them out. You end up winning by two points, which is important. But what's the overall message you guys latch on to from that game? Don't ever overlook your opponent. Every player we go, every team we go up against is somebody that's great. They're going to play harder against us. They're going to try to knock us off. You know, we have something great going, and everyone wants to destroy that. Everyone wants to do that because they want to do what's best for their season, too. And beating us is something that's great for everybody's season, no matter like it's a win on the record. That's just how it is. So that's how we can't, we got to just focus on being us, being better, going in there with the right mindset. We didn't have the right mindset. 
and we were lucky to get out there with a win. But, you know, that's why I always live by a little quote, you know, be good enough on your worst day, you can beat your opponent on their best. And we were lucky to get, have that on Saturday, but we can't let that happen again. Is that what you felt like happened? Maybe too many guys were looking ahead to next week with the big hype about the Clemson game where you guys just did overlook BC? I think we definitely deal with a little BC. They're a great team. You know, they have a fast quarterback, fast athletic. You know, their offensive line is what they're a pretty steady team. Like, they're a strong team. They're good all across the board. But I think we kind of just tried to look past them. And then once they hit us in the mouth, we're like, all right, we can't do that. Like, this team, they're in front of us right now. We got locked in. And for a good amount of time, we locked in. We had built our lead. And I think we got comfortable again mid-game. And then that's where they started to come back, mind the comeback, and everything like that. We were like, all right, got locked in. Like, put our foot in the ground. I think that was a good lesson that every team needs to learn, like no matter across the board, any team needs to learn that lesson. Jared Verse here with us. So you take a look at Clemson. We all know they've been the standard in the ACC. They've won the conference seven out of the last eight years. Uh, This Florida State program has not had a victory up against Clemson since 2014. For you, with how highly touted your team is this year, do you feel as if this is a moment to show that, hey, Florida State now runs the, the ACC and that you guys are the top dog in this conference this Saturday? I wouldn't say anything like that. You know, that's something that I, I definitely will let the fans say. I'll let, you know, people outside this building say that. But the people in this building, the people in this locker room, we're focused on one game at a time. We're not worried about being the top. We're worried about being our best. If we're our best, everything else will come along with it. But on Saturday, we just got to show up our best in another noon kickoff game, another earlier game and stuff like that. They're a great team. You know, we're watching them. We're dissecting them and everything like that, like they're doing us. And they're a good team, so we can't get too high, get too low against them. We got to go up and do, just give our best. What stands out to you about them first? Is it the quarterback in Klubnik or is it the great running back in Shipley when you're getting ready to defend and, and prepare for them? I think they go hand in hand. You know, we play a lot of great quarterbacks. Last week we played a great running back or a great uh, quarterback, you know, running around everything like that. The week before or the first week we played Jaden Daniels, a great quarterback that, that can run, really use his feet. And this week we play a great running back, quarterback duo. That's something that we don't see too crazy often. You know, when you see great, good running backs, you don't see like great running backs, which is what Shipley is. So that's something we definitely have to focus on. That's definitely a threat that they can definitely use against us because it goes both ways. You got to be prepared for whatever they do. You guys made such a big statement in week one. I picked you guys before the year to win the ACC. I think you guys are a heck of a football team. When you make a huge statement like that, blowing out LSU, I think it's kind of tough to keep it week by week. As a leader of this team, how do you make sure that everyone else is just focused in on the opponent week in and week out so this team could go where you guys expect to go at the end of the year? A lot of us are transfers from other schools, you know, schools that some of us are at school, or like went to schools that were like really highly touted. Like some of us went to like Oregon, like Trey went to Oregon. But other, other of us was like I was at FBS or FCS school, you know, Braden Fisk, he wasn't at a super highly touted school. A lot of us know like what those mindsets of those schools are, schools that like aren't in the same position as us, where they're like, all right, we knock them down. That brings us up, like that puts us up in people's head, everything like that. So we know these other schools want to put us down. I think it's just like kind of a mindset thing. You got to know what they're thinking. They're thinking they're going to come in here with their best. Whether we go there, whether they come here, they're going to come at us with their best. So we have to be prepared for that. We owe them, you know, we owe ourselves, we owe our fan base, we owe Florida State our best every day. Last week, that wasn't that, but it's going to be that this week talking to Jared Verse right now. I love a good story. Your story is one of the best stories in college football at Albany. Eventually transfer over to Florida State. We saw what you were capable of uh, a year ago and now, you know, I I don't, I don't know how much attention you pay to these mock drafts when you're in the thick of a, of a season, but everyone has you going in the top 10, top 5. 
Just how do you kind of explain your rise to where you are and what do you want people to know about your story? It was just hard work. You know, it was a lot of days where you don't see the work. Like, hard work is the thing that accumulates. It's not something one day, you, it's just all there. It's not something like the first day you get there, the second day, the third day. It's a grueling process. And the whole time it was hard. Like, you know, you're doing all this hard work and you're not seeing results of it. I was still 200-something pounds, you know, little skinny guy trying my hardest to bench. Yeah, everything like that, trying my hardest hitting the field, anything like that. But I just kept working. It was just a grueling process. And I think I definitely thank my whole family for that. all my siblings. You know, my older brother Aaron, I mentioned him a lot. My younger sister Nia would always like she constantly mentioned, "Hey, go get go hit that field. Like you gotta do this, you gotta do that if you want your goals to be achieved." My little sister Maya, she plays at Georgia now. She'd always just like taunt me because that's how we like compete with each other. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm one of the best in the country. What about you?" I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna get there." Like, I, I just always tell them, I'm going to get there. Like, I can't argue with you. you you're right. Right now, you there. I'm not. So I just kept trying my hardest. It was just, it was a long, grueling process. So. When did you start to realize, I know you're never satisfied, but when did you start to realize, okay, I I'm a lot better than what people thought, and I'm really starting to put it together? Uh, I still think I got a lot more I got to put together. You know, I, I'll say once I came to Florida State, after probably, it was probably after the LSU game was when people started giving me my flowers, but I still didn't give them myself. I, so, you know, even watching that first LSU game, I'm like, I, I could have done this differently. I could have done that differently. Got another sack here, got another sack there. Uh, TFL here, blocked this, whatever. So I'm just, I'm still looking at myself going like, I'm still an unfinished product. You know, this year has given me a lot of different challenges than I had last year. So I'm still, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Let me figure out how to read out of this and stuff like that. But I've definitely probably after the LSU games when I started realizing people give me my attention, give me my respect. So with how much more you think you still have to build on Jared Verse, when you get to that top level, that apex, what type of football player do you think you could be? And how would you describe yourself when you envision that on a football field? I, I'm not going to lie. That's like a scary thought. I don't think anybody else. <laughs> I think when I hit my full potential, you know, everything gets laid out. Everything gets perfectly. I'm able to read the game on a whole other level. I think it's unstoppable. Like, there's great offensive tackles out there, you know, across the board. I don't think any of them will be able to stop me. I don't think any of them will be able to stand in my way. I think it'll just be like, it, it's like a terrifying thought. Just like, imagine like the perfection of the game I could have if I get to that level. I'm, every day I'm trying, I'm trying to chisel away at it and get there. But, I'll tell you, this summer, I talked to your head football coach, Mike Norvell, and he gave you a lot of praise because we all know the way that we talk about you now. And he said he thought you were still one of the more improved players this summer. So what did you work on this summer to really your coach say, hey, out of all the guys on the team that you're one of the most improved players? It was definitely technique. That was definitely a big thing I focused on because that was something I definitely lacked. And, you know, Coach Odell always says it all the time. You can be as great a player as you want, as great as a physical specimen and everything like that. If at the next level, if you don't have technique, they're going to maul you. Like, that's just how it is. People, everybody at that level is very strong. Everyone's very fast across the board. So you got to be, like, technically sound on top of, you know, strong and fast. So that's, that's another reason I came back, too. I wanted to become better at my technique. I tried to focus on that in the first couple of games, everything like that, mix in a little bit of my finesse, too. But that's something I'm definitely focused on. When you were jumping in the transfer portal, I remember Mike Norvell was telling me he was watching film. I think it was uh, Syracuse, Albany, maybe. And that's when they first came upon you. And then you go in the transfer portal. It's like, up oh, defensive player from Albany. He goes, was that that kid that we were watching? So clearly you were on their radar. But what made you say, OK, I want to go to Florida State and that was going to be the right fit to continue your college career? You know, I have like a, a lot of answers for that. Like, I definitely... I, one way I could say it was I narrowed down everything. Like I put every school on a board and I kind of narrowed it down, chiseled it away until Florida State was the only one left. I kept always like looking at that board and everything like that. 
Another one that was like I said, my mom loved it here. Like when we came on our visit, my everybody was hyped up for me to come here, everything like that. But my biggest reason was probably it just felt like home. You know, when I came here, like it was raining. It was like a, it was raining. It was like cloudy. It was disgusting. Like Florida, like like cloudy weather and everything like that. And I'm like, I'm wearing like my Albany coat, you know, a bunch of heavy stuff, and I'm hot because like it's Florida. But it just felt like home. Like even through all of that, it just felt like I belong here. For you, uh, moving forward, clearly there's been a lot of praise directed your way, and you've been thrown right into the spotlight from someone that was coming from Albany, where no one really knew who you were, to where you are now. How have you handled living life with a lot of people now paying attention to Jared Verse? You know, it's definitely different than that Albany where you can just go to the store and hey, not knows nobody knows you. You can just go to the store, walk in, walk out. Now it's like you go to the store, people are looking at you, people ask for pictures, everything like that. And I definitely love it. I feel like I, I love interacting with fans. I love talking to people. Whenever a fan comes up to me and asks for a picture, I never say no. I just always try to do it, you know, unless it's like, urgent i have to leave but for the most part i'm like I'm, i try to see everybody because who knows if i'm gonna see them again who knows if they'll see me again but i just like i love it it's, it's exciting it's a whole different atmosphere it's something you imagine but you never like think about how that's gonna affect you like my whole mindset when i was at albany was all right i'm gonna get to this level and i'm gonna prove i can play there i never thought about once i play there the fans reaction that was, that's just something cool it's unexpected but have like very welcome in 10 to 15 years, how do you hope we're, we're talking about Jared Verse, the, the football player and also the person? I hope everybody talks about how, how hard I work. You know, you, we always hear about Mamba mentality. I think that's like the apex of a hard worker that anyone could think of. And even like now, when I think of like Mamba mentality taken away from like just excluding Kobe, because that's obviously like the hardest worker. My mom, the person I first think of is probably either me or Braden Fisk, like two guys that are just working hard all the time. So I definitely want to be like in that conversation of like that guy had that mom mentality. He worked super hard. You know, I don't need all that. Like I love stats and it's cool. I love making plays. You know, I'm, a, I'm always trying to do that. I think that's one thing that people love. I mean, I make plays, but I definitely want my biggest thing to be uh, that guy worked hard. Like that guy, he earned it all. He, nothing was given to him. I was never the most talented. I was always the hardest worker. But And the last thing I'll ask you, do you think that kind of philosophy has really defined what you've been able to accomplish? Like when I was at Temple, I remember when Hassan Reddick was a walk-on and Hassan Reddick ends up going to be a top 15 pick in the draft. The last three years has had double-digit sack seasons in the NFL. And to see that work and what he had to overcome and everyone doubted him, I think really built a, a chip on that shoulder. Is, is that what kind of drives you, knowing how much work you had to put into it is why you're going to be able to go where you think you're going to be able to go? Well, most definitely. You know, when you put all those work on, it's, it's harder to quit. It's hard, like... A lot of people that are just talented, it's easy for them to quit. If you're running too many gassers, they'll they'll be quick to put their hands on their hips and walk away. If you're doing too many stadiums, they're quick to just sit at the bottom and wait for everybody to finish. But when you put in that much work, it don't matter how far we go. Like my legs can be shaking and everything like that. My arms can be exhausted from doing bench. I could be sweating, like bent over, about to kill over, and I'm gonna still keep going just because I'm I put too much work in to give up now. Like I'm I'll never I just I can't imagine myself giving up. I have to well, fail. I, I can't give up. Well, I love your story. Uh, it's been a really a joy to watch. Good luck this upcoming weekend against Clemson and uh, good health the rest of the season, Jared Verse. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. When you look at the big matchups this weekend in college football, is anybody under more pressure than Florida State? You have an opportunity to make a significant punch and really deliver a big blow to the Clemson Tigers season. Where Clemson has won the ACC seven out of the last eight years, the one year they did in Pitt won it with Pat Narduzzi and Kenny Pickett, And also, you have not had a win up against Clemson since 2014. And right now, Florida State opens up the season with a big bang, taking down and just eviscerating LSU. And now you have Clemson sitting there who already has a loss on the year to an ACC opponent in Duke. Like, we talked about this before the season. You know, what, Florida State and and Clemson, the two best teams probably in the ACC, and then you have UNC lurking. If Clemson loses this game, it's going to be tough for them to make the ACC championship game. Like, not impossible, but tough to go have a matchup. You know, go, go have a rematch of Florida State. It would be, the odds would be stacked against them. But I look at Florida State this weekend I would say the only other team that you could rival has more pressure than Florida State this weekend would be Ohio State because even though Ryan Day has only lost six games as the head coach of the Buckeyes, the Buckeye fan, some of them are starting to lose patience with Ryan Day because they lost the last two up against Michigan. And if you don't even get to that Michigan game undefeated, which they may not, they have Notre Dame this weekend. Audrey Estime is going to be tough. Sam Hartman's going to be tough. And then you do have Penn State as well, who's a good football team this year. And I don't like to give Penn State compliments, but they're a good football team. Before you have the big game at the end of the year, the game at the end of the year up against Michigan. But I look at Florida State. Clemson is weak right now. You have Shipley, their star running back, getting into it with the coaching staff. Cade Klubnick. And keep on hearing how every Clemson quarterback is going to have this and do this and do that. And they don't end up working. Like, DJ Wengalele is going to join us later. He even said it this offseason. Bruce Feldman, he said to Bruce Feldman, they didn't play to his strengths at Clemson. And now, like, you know, I'm not going to pat Oregon State too much on the back yet, but they're 3-0 right now. They have a big game this weekend in Pullman up against Washington State. But you have a very vulnerable Clemson team. 
Like, if you're Ohio State, you lose to Notre Dame. Obviously, no one's going to be thrilled. But that's a damn good Notre Dame team. Notre Dame is better than Clemson this year. And that's why when I look at it, if I have to evaluate it, I don't think there's a team in a monster week in a college football with more pressure on them than Florida State. Because it's a chance to make a statement that the ACC, not that you win it by getting this win on Saturday, but the ACC is going to go through you this year. With two what would be great wins against LSU and Clemson to kick off the season. I still think actually Notre Dame is a lot of pressure. Maybe equal to Florida State, but really? how many Notre times? Dame? Yes. Because Not Ohio State? No. Because Ohio State, you beat Penn State, you beat Michigan, you're going to the playoff, no problem. And your season's in front of you, and everyone's going to forget the Notre Dame loss. For Notre Dame not being in the conference, you have to probably sweep the three, the trio of three big games you got with Ohio State, USC, and uh, and Clemson later in the year to have any sort of chance for uh, a college role playoff appearance. But also, too, this is just bigger than one game for Notre Dame because they have a history, a recent history, of coming up small in the big game. Everyone loves to bring up their, you know, they get hyped up and they flop. National this championship game against Bama, the playoff for appearances. Yeah. They've gotten handled in a lot of times, in a lot of situations, they've been able or had an opportunity to make a statement in. And now you have the most vulnerable, we'll say, Ohio State team under Ryan Day coming to your house with a quarterback that has led up the country right now so far in Sam Hartman. This is a big game. You have to win it. You got to win it. I, I just I can't say there's more pressure on Notre Dame than Ohio State for starters. I get your logical point that still Ohio State has everything there to still go win the Big Ten and and maybe go to the college football playoff. But even if Notre Dame loses this game, you know, they still have Duke coming up the week after that. They have USC. They have Clemson. You know, if you only have one loss and it's to Ohio State, yeah, it could come back to bite you at the end if, let's say, Ohio State doesn't win the Big Ten and they're a one-loss non-conference champion. Yeah, they would probably then, Ohio State would get in over Notre Dame. But in terms of the way that we viewed Ohio State and Notre Dame going into the season, I thought Ohio State had flaws. But how many people were really talking about Notre Dame in a big way? There was intrigue. There was a like of Notre Dame because you bring in Sam Hartman. It's Marcus Freeman's second year. He survived that martial loss, finished the season strong. Uh, Audric Estime has been a wonderful player for them the first few weeks of the season. But going into this year, I don't think people were saying Notre Dame to the college football playoff. Now, expectations could change rather quickly. And this is the, like, I don't want to poo-poo NC State, but this is the first legit, legit, opponent that Notre Dame's playing this year. I I think there's more to lose here in terms of the public perception for Ohio State than there is Notre Dame. It's an interesting way that you put it. I didn't think about it that way. But you think there's more pressure, let me ask you to this way, on Notre Dame this weekend than, let's say, Florida State? I do because Florida State could still win the ACC and still go to the college World playoff if they lose to Clemson because they can get a rematch. I get what you're saying about making but a plant Clemson, and a flag, but you could also lose in the ACC title game even if they beat Clemson on Saturday. You're and not wrong. That the law, the win that they would get on Saturday is erased if they lose in the rematch in December. But Clemson's on life support. And with how much that they've been a bully in that conference and have dominated the conference, and what I mean by that is this is as vulnerable as Clemson has ever been in the last decade of their run of dominance. Uh, we keep on saying... When is Florida State going to be back, right? When is Miami going to be back? When is Texas going to be back? This should be the season where if you're Florida State and Mike Norvell, where you plant that flag that you're back and you beat them once and then if you have to play them again, you kick the crap out of them again. 
I, I can't go. I understand what you're saying in terms of it's so tough for Notre Dame to make the college football playoff because they're not. I know they have affiliation with the ACC, but they're not in a conference. And if you lose this game, then you really have no margin error to lose another game. And this would be a huge win for them. But I still look at the Ohio State fan. If they lose, if Ryan Day loses to Notre Dame, I know they could still make up for it and beat Michigan and beat Penn State at the end of the year. The Ohio State fan will be crushing, crushing Notre Dame coming. Uh, will be crushing Ryan Day coming up on Monday. If Notre Dame loses like 41 to 30, I don't think people are crushing Marcus Freeman. All right, he's at Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. We'll do a little overreaction, proper reaction next as week two of the NFL is in the books. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.